Hello and welcome to another episode of The Content Show, coming to you on YouTube, LinkedIn Live and Facebook Live. Today we've got a great episode. I'm talking to, as usual, our editorial content director, David Austin in Singapore. Let me just say that I'm not coming into the office again. I think I might just stay here. And introducing our editorial content director, Tim Coleman from Sydney. I work from home anyway, so no real difference. We're going to be discussing some new figures that have come out from LinkedIn and some others from Google about what we're all saying and watching and, and searching online. Uh, a lot of it is COVID-19, but that story is changing. So some interesting insights uh, to be had about that. Uh, also to note, um, the uh, the news audience for, for COVID-19 coverage has started dropping. So that's it's the story is starting to change there, and that's something to be um, to be aware of if you're uh, if you're in the branded content space, like we are. Then we have a great interview with uh, Timmy Sitango and Kristen Bowen from Branded. Uh, Branded is the uh, the company that brings you the All That Matters event in Singapore. It's an amazing, amazing event. It's it's, it's made up of music matters and sport matters and digital matters. Uh, there and we're, we're going to be talking to them about how they're grappling with having to shift their events online and what they're doing. Um, really interesting chat about platforms and tech stacks and content and 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 how to manage it all. It's this discontinuing experiment. Finally, our scripted content director Arturak Metsianov and I chat about the latest branded content releases. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but I'm Russian, so it's forgivable. And that's it. So over to David and Tim. Okay, and we are now with uh, David Austin in uh, Singapore and Tim Coleman, our colleague Tim Coleman in Sydney. Uh, welcome both, David. How's your isolation going? Going just fine, Simon. Yeah, same as it ever was. <laughs> and Tim, how about you? Um, mine's fine. I work from home anyway, so no real difference. <laughs> this week in uh, Confidential, we're looking at, uh, at marketing insights during a uh, during COVID-19 and LinkedIn released some uh, behavior data um, related to the, uh, to the, to the pandemic. Um, uh, user conversations uh, around coronavirus have grown by seven times, largely associated with the hashtags prevention, safety, and well-being. Tim, what's, uh, what's, what, what does the uh, detail of this look like? Well, it just means people are engaging, I guess, about this particular topic as they are everywhere. I mean, another stat that came out from that it was a um, a two thousand one hundred ninety six percent increase just in content about COVID that's being shared on LinkedIn. Um, have we reached uh, reached peak COVID content? I feel we have, <laughs> and I, I find it quite strange that brands need to keep going on about COVID to a degree. I mean, I'm not sure if a lot of this is just colleagues sharing information about it, which I could see as being more relevant. But brands keep going on about it. I don't know if that works a lot for me. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, I think brands might have um, might be a bit late to this. I was looking at um, the Neiman Lab reported today that uh, the traffic to news sites is now trending down. Like people, the, the story is getting tired. People are switching off it because um, a there's nothing new. There's no good news in, at the moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, so if brands have taken this long. To, to get on board and start producing some content, they're already on the back foot. And this goes back to what we were talking about mm -hmm. last week, David, on terms of the agility of, uh, of brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, I was going to say, I mean, it's obvious because at least we saw with some of our own clients at the very early stage, the COVID uh, content was getting a lot of clicks compared to everything else. So that obviously encouraged everyone to just keep feeding that, you know, responding to that, 
to that uh, big demand. Now I think we've saturated it. It's we've seen that it's saturated, and uh, I think now it's incumbent upon all of us to start thinking ahead to what is the next trend going to be. You know, how are people going to get out of this story into the next story, and how can we um, think about two weeks down the road? I think. Uh, yeah, start looking it's at almost, the next story should be like a relate. Uh, you know, um, yeah, you are planning for when this all, all the bands are lifted and stuff like that. And that's where I think brands can actually talk about it. I never understood how something was very scientific, how a brand that sells soft drinks would have anything really relevant to say about COVID to a degree. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be helpful, really. I mean, a lot of the stuff we have done, I guess, is for small business and some of our stuff. And, you know, you are giving them helpful tips on how to operate in this situation. I can see the work value of that. But if you're, mm-hmm. you know, pens or something, what what are you really adding to the conversation? <laughs> yeah, I think that's why a lot of a lot of brands have probably um, been a bit, well, been very cautious about um, putting content out at the moment. I mean, that the, the consequences of a misstep are potentially okay. catastrophic. Mm-hmm. What's the um, David? You were looking at the Google data. What was what's the uh, latest Google data that's been released? Yeah, well, so Google uh, released some their findings on what uh, how search behavior has changed during COVID-19. And again, this is all kind of, I guess, a lagging indicator. Um, we'd want to think about where it's going to go from here. But the way that it's changed to this point is really interesting. They said that um, there's been like, they call it five shifts in consumer search behavior. Now uh, it's looked to people are searching for assembling critical information, uh, discovering new connections, adjusting to changes in their routines uh, and praising everyday heroes are four of them. And I I thought we could just go through a bit of that. Some of the interesting things like uh, assembling critical information, like retail consumers, the the search for things like, can you freeze different types of food? You know, people trying to prepare for this uh, stocking up and and this long uh, home uh, self-isolation period Um, and more helpful things that brands could possibly provide an answer to questions like uh, uh, mortgage rate suspensions, you know, and I, I think we do have some B2B customers that are offering advice on, on how to deal with these kind of business problems that are that are concerning a lot of people. Um, when it comes to like connections and relationships, I thought this was really interesting. For example, on YouTube, uh, with me videos, are up 54% year over year. What are, what are with me videos? Yeah, I, I didn't know either. Like study with me. Like, uh, Simon, would you like to study with me live on, on YouTube? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> apparently some people do. And they and some of them make a little bit more sense, like disinfect with me. Ah! Or, um, <laughs> are you doing household chores just with a complete stranger? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Oh, sanitize with me. Oh, my God. Yeah. But then, uh, and then obviously, actually, I, I, this is a slight segue, but I was on Amazon the other day and it's got, a, there's a segment on Amazon, which was actually says sex and sensuality. And it had a photo of a woman, a nurse with a mask on and a, and a face visor. Mm. I don't know what happened with their AI there, but they must have um, fucked that one up. Yeah, I don't know. I- I don't know what that that tells about our our future. <laughs> well, you're locked in a house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, 
then of course other things that would make sense you know like virtual happy hours are are really appearing the spike the in interest for that uh multiplayer video games a spike that's all not that surprising uh, in this situation um uh, didn't twitch get something like last month 1.2 billion pieces of content was streamed yes yeah on gaming that's even just watching games being played mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's game with me isn't it really yeah, well, yeah. That, and that, that that's again one of those accelerated due to everybody being home. Yeah. And uh, lastly, well, one of them was. Will people go out? I'm sorry, Tim, say that again. Will, will people go out after this is over? If their life becomes so, you know, they're changing their behaviors, so to speak. Yeah. That's, <laughs> a, good well, that's, that's, that's kind that's, of a, a good topic to look at for, you know, the next next wave of topics yeah i think that's a good good piece of content to end on so um so mm -hmm. tim what's the first thing you're going to do that you can't do now send the kids to school <laughs> <laughs> and then go to the pub <laughs> what about you then go to a gym <laughs> what about you david well i may just say that i'm not coming into the office again i think i might just stay here to be honest, that's fine because I'm thinking of changing the office a bit just to sort of make mm. it more like a, a bit more like a train station. Okay, yeah. Uh, with a platform? Yeah, yeah, we can have a platform. I was going to just put some more comfy chairs in there, get rid of some of the desks and uh, mm. make it a bit more um, bit more of a sort of a lounge area. Um, okay. I know I'm, I'm looking forward to going back to the office because I, uh, I enjoy going for a swim at the pool in the office um, every day and I've been missing that something terrible. And as soon as I go for my swim, as soon as I've done with that, I'm going straight to the pub too. Okay. All right. We have our next blog post planned. <laughs> exactly. I don't think I've been in an office, worked out of an office for about four years now. So <laughs> I want my house back. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till we um, wait till we open a, a smaller Sydney office then. I'll, I'll work from home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Tim. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, you're watching The Content Show. I'm Simon Carney from click to view And up next, our interview with the guys from Branded, Timmy Sitango and Kristen Bowen. Welcome to The, uh, to the Content Show. Kristen Bowen and Timmy Sitango from uh, Branded. Thank you. Nice to have, nice to be here. Tell me about the challenges of going from like being doing great live events, like you guys do amazing live events, um, to suddenly being in an online world. Um, uh, what have you done and what's it been like? So the first thing that happened was we had to figure out uh, priorities around what we needed to invest in digitally and what could wait. So it was really a business decision around that, as you can imagine, because like Branded's business is our own live events, but we also have client events. So there was a lot of things to weigh out. Um, and then luckily, Kristen um, has been running the All That Matters event for years. And so what we could do then was uh, come together as a team and figure out, well, what is it that we can do now for clients who happen to be at home? Because everyone literally is at home. And usually our, our, our speakers who attend uh, All That Matters are flying around and it takes six months, right, to put the program together. And so we found ourselves with this opportunity to maybe bring people together quickly, but still do it at the level that wasn't your usual webinar. 
you know, because we actually have cli our clients are in the entertainment industry, so they, you know, there is there is no chance that we could pull this off with your usual corporate webinar. Um, so that was like the next step, like figuring out what could we do that was still branded, you know, like that 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 still had that um, look and that uh, level of production to it, uh, but kind of put the, the but kind of took into account the, the the current normal that we're in. How do you, have you had to examine the, the value proposition much? We're in the midst of that now, actually. What's, um, so what, just tell me about the, the event itself that you, uh, that you did. Um, how did it go? What did, what did you do? Like, what, what did you actually sort of do in terms of platform and, and deciding, you know, how to present it? Uh, Kristen, do you want to do that? Yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, so um, branded uh, and and partnerships, as as Timmy said, you know, uh, working with partners is is a big thing for branded. Um, so, uh, Jasper called upon some of his uh, some friends, uh, lucky enough to get uh, Twitch. Uh, so, Sunita uh, moved to, to Twitch recently. Uh, so, we were very lucky to get them on board as a partner. Uh, and what better way to uh, live stream your first event um, but through you know a platform like that? So we were extremely lucky. Um, uh, what we found also from the results and from feedback from from people is that it was just such an accessible platform as well. Because um, although from uh, you know a point of view of, of quantifying the you know looking at the results and registrations and that sort of thing, obviously we we used Eventbrite to to to. Uh, make sure that we were capturing registrations, um, but it was also accessible for people to just jump straight on our branded live channel um, and watch it as well. So, uh, so of course, uh, we, we felt that, you know, the viewership uh, were really happy with, with, with that as well. Um, we brought on uh, a very experienced uh, John Wigglesworth um, with Mixed Signal. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that Wigs. Yeah, Wigs. <laughs> uh, so, uh, he was integral, obviously, uh, with the tech, um, and we were just lucky to catch Singapore still open, um, uh, although just barely uh, the week before the circuit break happened there. And um, yeah, so we, we were really lucky. We, we got Ebonex Live Studio. So I think really it was it, it was the partnership uh, with all of that, and then of course being able to call upon you know the caliber of speaker that we were able to 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 get through. Um, our previous events uh, and, and um, yeah, and it all just sort of worked. Uh, so the idea to have one in the morning, one in the afternoon, um, so that we were targeting both audiences, obviously our community is, is global. So, you know, we were able to uh, pull that off as well, uh, all, in, all in the one day. Uh, so yeah, so but I think definitely um, the team, you know, you know, bringing, bringing everybody together really worked and that's sort of, you know, the core again of, of Branded. If, if I can add, Simon, um, one of the things uh, that we also uh, had to work out, like to your point around value proposition, is this was really an experiment. Uh, and initially we thought, oh, let's do it in Jasper's living room, because we weren't sure whether we, were, we would even be allowed to fit everyone in, in at the Nexus studio. Uh, but then Wiggs, you know, in all his wisdom said, I'd really prefer that we try and do it in the studio while we still can. Uh, and so that was how that happened, and we're glad we did. But it's, it's this continuing experiment. So 
we the next one we're going to do which we're planning now is going to have to be in in of the living room so we're going to see how that goes because we're not going to have a lot of that equipment yeah i guess that's what i'm that's why i was wanted to interview you guys like i'm really interested in um you know what's best practice for this in terms of like the content the duration um all of these all of these types of things yeah, I can speak a bit to how we sorted out the content. There were a lot of just almost daily brainstorms, really. Like people, people were we were watching a lot of stuff since February. Uh, so, the, like behind the scenes, there was maybe a month of kind of light research and then more panic research uh, around and just having all these different experiences. And then we we knew that there were a few things we had to get right. We knew that engagement was our number one priority because all of us would easily drift away from a lot of the events online that we watched. Um, so making keeping things short is something that we know uh, works. Short in the sense that you can't have one speaker speaking for 45 minutes unless you're Bill Gates, you know, talking about the vaccine. Um, and so if you notice in the in the way we structured it, we did have three speakers, but each of them kind of had like a five, seven minute chat. Um, with Nick um, or Jasper, and then we jumped uh, very quickly into questions. Um, and that was the other thing that uh, we know works um, because the platform was so accessible and it, there's a built-in chat. Um, that really helped keep the engagement up uh, from minute one. Like we were glad to see that there were chatters in the room from the first minute and people were asking questions without much prompting. And so I think that's also a credit to being able to use a platform that people could were easily familiar with, even though some of them may ne never have been on Twitch before. The interface um, was, you know, it's, it's not any different from Hangouts, for example, or, or any other um, live stream slash chat platform. So that was the other thing that uh, we found really helped and we're gonna continue to do. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm oh, sorry, go on, Kristen. I was just I was just going to add to that, and you know, because we've all been in in live events, which of course we wouldn't change for the world, because <laughs> we all we want to get back to those. Um, but uh, you know, we've all been in live events where where it gets to question time, and it's sort of like, oh gosh, come on, someone please raise their hand. You know, you're standing there with the microphone waiting. <laughs> um, but you know, in in this forum, um, you know, the, the engagement is just through the roof. You know, just you know, questions. It was. You know, my job sitting here in Sydney to, you know, to, to sort of, you know, sift through the, the questions and, and, you know, make sure the content. We were also worried that perhaps, you know, people might say negative things or anything like that. We had nothing like that. You know, uh, we, we were ready, but but we just had nothing like that. And the engagement was, um, yeah, it was just terrific. Like we had too many questions. Um, you know, to the point where, you know, we could have a follow up session with each speaker to just ask them the questions that, you know, mm. there we go. That's our next event. Uh, but, but um, you know, we, we could we could easily do that. Yeah. So the engagement was was great. Really, really good. Fantastic. Um, I love how it's a gaming platform that's like saving the world at the moment. Um, did you look at many other platforms? Oh, my God, Kristen, how many platforms did we look at? <laughs> still looking yeah they, they just come out of the woodwork actually <laughs> yeah i mean actually what we're also learning um through all of this is there's no one size fits all platform like for what we did which is what is it like a free event something you can put together fairly quickly i mean we put it we put it together under two weeks we'd obviously want more time 
but you know we could we could put it together under a small period of time you'd had a manageable number of speakers platforms you could use out of the box uh then something like this works but then if we were to try to figure out how to bring our 200 speaker conference together which we're in the midst of doing now the number of platforms we've looked at uh, you know like we're still looking and we'll get a link from someone in the team every day saying oh someone recommended this someone recommended that so we have a short list um and we're happy to share that more maybe down the road maybe write something up about it so people can like look at our notes and stuff uh but we also found that a there's no one size fits all but also you probably we probably can't do with just one we might need to have like maybe a stack you know depending on the formats we want yeah we just we just did a a, a webinar for a um for a client and we had we we, we stacked up six six uh pieces of software using using them all together at the same time wow what are they um it was uh so we used Streamyard to manage the video sources uh, OBS Studio to do the stream, um, and then there were four other pieces of software that I don't remember <laughs> the names of, um, and uh, and um, and then there was a I think there were, the registration was done on a, a, a custom built landing page, mm. um, and then because and the Q and A was done on through something else, and uh, it's mm. just um, just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think that's the thing as well. I mean, I know Wigs used um, Vmix, which um, uh, for the the actual live streaming production uh, element. Um, but you know, we we also probably could have done with two or three other pieces of technology. You know, um, you know. So our, our Q and A, although it worked, was very basic. You know, so so uh, well. I mean, getting the Q and A through the live stream just worked. You know, like a treat. But then getting that through to our speakers in in the studio. You know that that took a whole nother process as well so um there are so many layers you know and 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 uh we're all learning <laughs> i think is um is definitely um uh, where we're at you know as timmy said it was an experiment it worked though you know but um the goalposts are changing every day mm. uh, as as timmy said as well we're not going to be able to produce the same event um, but you know we're we're up for it. We're all we're all learning and um, and all sort of taking in all of this new technology. Wonderful. Well, look, um, thanks very much for talking with me this morning and uh, being on our uh, our content show. It's a brave new world for all of us. Thank you. This is fun. Thanks for having us. Thanks very much. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Hello, you're watching The Content Show. I'm Simon Carney from Click to View. And up next, I'm talking with our scripted content director and Singapore's most famous Russian comedian, Artrek Matsyanov, about the branded content new releases of the week. Welcome back to The Content Show. I'm Simon Carney, and I'm joined today by our scripted content director and Singapore's most famous and best Russian comedian, Artrek Matsyanov. Hello, everyone. Hi, Simon. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How's your isolation? Uh, my isolation is okay. Um, uh, the wife and I are getting on pretty well, considering. she's uh, She's been giving me tips on how I present to camera. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll share that at uh, some point. Um, I can actually use them now in practice while recording. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, we, 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 may, we may cut to that. Okay. Um, so this this week, uh, 
First, I wanted to um, ask you about a video that um, we ha didn't put in our um, in our newsletter, um, but it's particularly pertinent to what we do, um, and it's by um, Media Monks. So it's shot just before Singapore went into its own lockdown, um, and shot in Singapore. But it's a socially distanced video production, uh, which was really interesting, and it, and it was quite a high end um, high end thing. Um, so can you tell us a bit about what, what they what they put into play to make this happen? Yeah, sure. Uh, so they posted a short video. It's kind of like a case study of how they make this uh, safe uh, product shoot, safe studio product shoot. Um, I think it was probably for some apple juice because there were a lot of apples there involved. But essentially, they tried to maintain the whole social distancing thing. So they show like in a wide shot, the whole studio set up. There is a huge crane with camera. Then directors in one corner, the art directors in another corner. And also, I think the clients are live streaming and they can give their comments. And also, everyone is wearing gloves. They sanitize all the equipment, all the products. So just to make sure that everything is uh, really, really safe. So I guess the message is that you can continue video production even during the times like this. Yeah, I love that. They also had one of those beautiful robo motion control robo cams, yeah. which was uh, just pretty cool. Yeah. It's gangster. That um, I think... Uh, Toby from Media Monk said that they were shipping all that equipment. To, they'd shipped all that equipment to China now, so they can continue production in China, which has started to open up. Um, speaking of, of lockdown, we uh, we produced a couple of animated videos for for Visa, um, sharing uh, tips and tricks, uh, safe online shopping, and phishing prevention. Can you, you these are these are your productions, Arta? Can you tell us a bit about these? Yeah, it was it was always so. It's, it's been always fun to work on this uh, short uh, motion graphics videos for Visa. Uh, they're usually always fun. So essentially now everyone's working and shopping from home. And of course, we see the huge increase in scams and uh, phishing attempts. Um, and basically Visa as the payment provider, they are worried about all these things and they just give some fun tips on how to avoid scammers, paying attention to the websites that you're using. Uh, don't click on any suspicious links in text messages or social media posts. Uh, so kind of all the basic stuff, but just a gentle, kind reminder for everyone to stay safe. Nice, nice. Um, and Volkswagen, um, they've put out a, a video about how the tactics used in football or soccer, as we like to call it in Australia, can be used to battle COVID-19. Yeah, it's a very emotional uh, video for the fans of, the, of football, as I prefer it to be called. And um, essentially we have a big uh, thing that uh, Euro 2020 has become, has become now Euro 2021. So of course everyone was waiting for this championship and uh, the voice of a narration kind of talks about how this unexpected opponent, opponent appeared and no one knows how to tackle it. But if we all believe in the team spirit, if we all support each other, we will make it through. And in the end, it's revealed that the voice of is actually the voice of the coach uh, of the German team, Joachim Löw, and Volkswagen, I think, they're supporting the, the German team in the Euro. So it's kind of inspirational, and I'm sure every, every football fan is waiting for all the championships and the Euro to resume again. And, um, and another one from Huawei this week, uh, a, a, a glimpse into its East meets West collaborative product design process. Huawei does a lot of content. Yeah, actually, they really uh, ramped up to it, uh, and uh, that's a very interesting story showing the multicultural environment um, and how the teams collaborate, and it's basically uh, set up in France, and you have a Chinese designer, 
and French design, and they both share their approaches. For example, the French guy is starting with a story and then working on the details. And so the Chinese lady, she usually says she starts with details and then come up, uh, comes up with the story. And then they just share the tips and uh, how they uh, work together and how this international uh, culture basically helps to provide the better design for the products of Huawei. Nice, nice. And finally, um, a video from Barry uh, Calibut, is that right? Yeah, Barry Calibut. Okay, so now you have a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a maybe you're a fan, a fan of the fanboy of these guys. Tell, tell uh, us about, I didn't even know what Barry Calibut was. Fanboy probably is a, it's a bit too much, but I definitely have some memories because Barry Calibut is a Swiss uh, uh, headquartered um, chocolate manufacturer, one of the biggest B2B chocolate manufacturers in the world. And when I did my master's degree, they were the first company that I actually applied to get an internship with. So they rejected me, so I can't forgive them for that. So I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been tracking everything they do. And uh, now they did a really That's cool thing. That's kind of thing. creepy. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but I'm Russian, so it's forgivable. Um, uh, so they basically introduced the very first, the world's first 3D printing machine for chocolate. So the chefs now can send unique designs and this uh, 3D machine will basically print. So you can go as crazy as you want. And uh, that's one of the biggest innovations in the chocolate manufacturing world. Wow, wow. You couldn't get, like, it would be quite good working for a chocolate manufacturer, wouldn't it? I mean, if you're selling for them, I mean, selling chocolate, it's a wonderful thing to do. Amazing. That's like the dream come true, right? The childhood dream come true. Absolutely. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Um, Arthur, thank you very much. Uh, always a pleasure. And uh, thank you, everyone, for watching another episode of The Content Show brought to you by Click2View. I'm Simon Carney. Thanks for being with us.